0: What's going on, guys, and welcome to episode number 115 of the TXR Podcast. Happy New Year, everyone. I hope everyone brought in the new year with a bang. I'm your host, Invader, and I'm excited to kick off the first show of 2020. We've certainly got a bunch of topics that we can't wait to delve into. But first, let me introduce the great fellas in the Emerald crew, who do we got here centurion my friend happy new year man also by the way great show the other night on grg how you been
1: oh doing pretty good and and thank you i had a blast on grg shout out to k mega and the rest of the crew because i mean mm-hmm. they had me rolling i was almost falling out of my nah, track. Hey, and, you know
2: what? Those, those are good guys like real dude, top. yeah
1: so i had a blast debating with them and uh getting uh, everybody's input on the subjects at hand and gaming today and it was actually it was a lot of fun K-Meg
3: is a K-Meg is a riot man
1: oh all the way all the way Uh, Mm um but yeah I've been doing pretty good I've kind of been on like a marathon of shows for the first of the year um New Year's Eve was what um New Year's Day was Wednesday and Thursday Friday Saturday and Sunday I've been doing shows every day in a row so it's been fun Starting strong, starting the year off strong. Right way, now, way I just gotta. Now, after that, now that I've I took all down the Christmas decorations last night and everything else, kind of retook my home from the holidays, and now I'm gonna be able to start cranking out content once again, writing articles and all that other fun stuff that I could take up my time with.
3: Well, you're like me. I usually take down the Christmas stuff after New Year, and it, so the dumps like two two miles from us and we don't have a you know someone that comes to pick up the trash here so you know I had to take everything to dump and it was just a mess I had to take a mess. Oh I know no, like yeah you don't have, you have take a take truck or
2: nothing right
3: well we have the uh, SUV so yeah I mean it works out but still it's it's a lot taking everything to dump.
2: We're talking about the Lexo
3: yep <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: the dump Speaking of which, Jeremy, how have you been the past week, bud? Good man. Happy Are you New
2: Year,
3: guys. This green glow around him. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, Happy New Year's, guys. Hope everyone had a great, um, um, you know, 2019. But I'm really looking forward to this year. Uh, I have a feeling it's going to be a good year for Xbox. So.
2: Mm -hmm. wow some some positivity out of this guy he's definitely drinking the kool-aid drinking
3: the kool-aid speaking of that i have like four gallons downstairs of that shit i need to get rid of it because that's extra sugar dude that's like crack to the kids so no.
1: I like how Jeremy's all positive in the public limelight, but uh, in the the group chat we oh, have, no, oh my yeah. god, you see, like the doom and gloom,
2: <laughs> everything sucks. Oh, it's was it? It's a disaster. Everything disaster. It was a disaster. It
1: was a dumpster fire.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I. You know what? If I ever want a good laugh, <clears throat> I just uh, I I look into the DM and I'm just like uh, puts a smile on my face. Just to start off the day uh all right yeah
2: and speaking of which that fucking picture that he posted of me thanks you dickhead
3: fucking
2: uh, <laughs> sharpie i can't, believe-, sharp I oh, can't
3: yeah, believe which one i can't believe you didn't think that was funny come on sal that was pretty good
2: yeah but you got me thinking i need some fucking filler some botox and shit Hey, I had a pretty good belly laugh at your old.
3: expense.
2: <laughs>
3: oh, that was too look at, good. Look though. at all this gray. Look at all this gray right here, man. Jesus, it's coming in thick.
2: On, Dang. He you always said so negative <laughs> and stressing on everything. That's why you're a stress yeah. case. But
0: Santa
3: didn't give you any just for men? He did not. I have some in the drawer still from California. You know, step my game up over there, but not over here in Montana.
2: <laughs> uh,
3: Alrighty, already nah, it, it don't
0: matter
2: if you're missing teeth over there southbound
0: exactly. the west coast uh did you bring mm. in the new year with it with a bang?
2: you know what it was actually pretty good uh you know the wife and I we went with uh her cousin we went to some uh some bar stash <clears throat> restaurant and uh it, it like it was like an old school like vegas type restaurant. And uh, you know they like they're famous for their uh, their their steaks and prime rib and stuff. And uh, man, it was you know the drinks were strong, and the, the the meats were were perfect. So yeah, we had a good time. And uh, you know, like a, like Jeremy said, hope everybody else had a had a nice you know time. You know, Christmas, New Year. Now it's time to you know that that the new year's fresh and everything's brand new. You know, it's, it's time time to start fucking right.
3: Yeah. yeah. Did did you eat more than like two uh, two spoonfuls this time?
2: Yeah, yeah, of course oh, I did. Fucking ass. I ate you
3: probably three, ordered, three... You probably <laughs> ordered like the most expensive shit on there and and <laughs> ate two <laughs> ate two scoops and say okay, I'm done.
2: Yeah, I, you know it's funny. I actually did. I ordered a ribeye and oh uh steak God. fries and I ate like four fries and like a quarter of the steak. So That's horrible. Yeah. But, you know, but it's good, though, because I ate on it for, like, three days. I had, like, steak sandwiches and shit, so it was good. It was delicious. Hey, what's a sandwich? What's that? Oh, sandwich.
3: Sandwich. Oh.
2: Yeah. Okay, here, Billy. Want to say sandwich? Sandwich. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man.
0: (laughs) Too good. Too good, you guys. Hey, Shock Buddy, Mr. Shockley, ready for the first show of the year? Yep.
4: Yeah, I guess No, uh,
3: Don't be too, past. don't be too excited. Yeah, I use like I guess. Dude, like, come on, shock! Jesus Christ! Can you say you can say Jesus Christ? <laughs> Jesus Cristo. <laughs> <laughs>
4: well, it's
3: always a
4: good day when the Saints lose? So I'm happy. So good stuff.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh yeah! I saw you, uh, yeah, cheering about that earlier on Twitter. You, look, you sounded pretty happy.
4: Oh yeah,
1: it's always a great day when they lose, especially with how they lose. It's yeah, it's great. Yeah, you know, a lot really of Saint
4: fans. Oh, too good.
0: Yeah, no, I saw the score for that. that was pretty <clears throat> pretty rough. Pretty rough for the Saints. All right. Just to let everybody know, uh Tim Dog will probably not be with us. He's uh traveling this evening, as yeah, well yeah, as Megatron.
3: Yeah, who cares? Who
0: cares? Sh- uh, show must go on. exactly jeremy the show must go on all right all right fellas let's get delve right into it and to kick off 2020 (laughs) we've got a slew of rather interesting rumors making the rounds one of which is rather big and spicy one regarding spec leaks for both the next xbox and playstation 5 and apparently Eurogamer got their hands on some data they feel is legitimate. And they seem to have a decent track record with this kind of stuff. Now, according to Eurogamer, uh, they have details on the GPU cores being used for both systems. And according to all the details, the information implies that the, the next Xbox, the Series X, is going to be packing serious firepower. And that will it will be more powerful than the PlayStation 5 if these specs hold up with the Xbox packing the equivalent of a high-end PC GPU, according to the information. So guys, obviously always take these rumors with a massive grain of salt, but assuming this rumor proves true, Microsoft is definitely looking to be aggressive at the start of the next generation of consoles. Panel, what do you guys make of this rumor? Is the power title that important right off the bat?
2: You know what? I'm I'm gonna jump in here real quick. So I'm not a big you know spec guy. So a lot of it's super over my head. But I, I think at this point, when there's smoke, there's fire, and you know you're starting to hear more and more people, you know, with these these specs going around. You know, twelve versus nine point what nine point two, and. I just like I said, when there's smoke, there's fire, and it's not just one person saying it. You're, you know, you're starting to see multiple outlets coming out with these specs, and they're pretty much on par with each other. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm on I'm I'm believing it right now. And but then to answer your question, I don't think the power really matters right now because right, right. the way they're saying it, it's not really a teraflop you know, issue anymore. Not like the the Scorpio. It's uh. The, the way they're using it is totally different. So even though the 9.2, they might run a lot better, you know, than the, the Xbox because I, I, right now I think what the, what it, it all comes down to is the third parties, how they're going to develop for each system. So they might want to have a, you know, have their games running, you know, for the, the PlayStation versus the Xbox because they anticipate more people buying the PlayStation than the Xbox.
3: Look, I'm potentially happy that, you know, the Xbox is going to have the power advantage uh coming to the next generation consoles, but like I said before, I don't care what system you're going to play on, all these games are going to look absolutely amazing. You know, the real right. question mark, I think the real question I'm worried about price. Mark, price. Yeah, yeah, right. But I think the real question mark comes into play here is if the studios that Microsoft picked uh, picked up, and Xbox picked up. Uh, what are they going to be able to produce? You know, because if the quality is like State of Decay or Fable Legends or Crackdown Three, they're going to get killed. They're going to get absolutely killed. So yeah, right now, massacred. right now, who cares? You know how significant the power advantage is. Um, you no, know, that's why I
2: said about third parties. That you know, they, they're going to build them for. Whoever they think they're gonna make the most out of, yeah,
3: yeah, like they did with the three hundred and sixty, absolutely,
2: right. And the PlayStation Four, you know what I mean? So power right now, I don't think it, it normally power doesn't matter until like the second or third year, in my opinion, when it comes to these console generations. Mm-hmm.
0: But okay, but yeah, I mean at- the Xbox. I mean right off the bat, this generation they got creamed because of the the messaging and yeah. like, you know.
2: Well, like- it- i think i think more than the power it was it was the price price point
4: price and weaker so you're paying a hundred dollars more just to be less powerful that was
2: right
0: Mm -hmm. like there was a few there was a slew of bad messaging on their part from their marketing and their higher ups and so on i can't just say it's it was one thing but definitely right out the gate you're paying more money for you know a Less powerful system. It, it, it the image isn't exactly great. So I think by them posturing right off the bat with the title of the most powerful console, like it, it does certainly help when you're tr- when consumers right off the bat are trying to cute uh, are trying to make a choice between you know consoles
3: right off the bat of the generation. I think it, it you know it does play into it a lot power. It does but you know it absolutely does because if you look at the beginning of the uh of the console generation with games like The Witcher and you on the regular Xbox I don't know if you remember how that looked between the PlayStation version and the Xbox version it was like a completely different experience when you look at both of them.
2: And yeah and didn't the Xbox have the the marketing
3: rights? Yeah and it was it wasn't until um it it looked almost unfinished that's how bad the xbox one version was until but um until cd yeah until well not until the hand state they released a massive update for the actual xbox uh one system and even that was like okay now it's somewhat on par to the playstation 4 version Mm so absolutely yeah. yeah
0: But yeah, there was stuff, you know, even like just counting blades of grass. Remember that in uh, GTA five, when it got released for uh, this generation of consoles, there was a lot of interesting articles put out and unfortunately, Xbox was losing the messaging there. And I just, I want to see that go away. I mean, I'm not all about power i mean power is meaningless if you don't have the games right or if you don't
2: well i think i think you you point you point a good thing out is with the messaging because i think that that's a big knock knock against xboxes no matter what they do what they come out and say they're getting murdered for their message you know what i mean because it seems like they're not just tripping over themselves coming out the gate they're shooting themselves in the other foot trying to you know (laughs) walk without a limp you know it's just it's crazy no matter what they do, they just if they fumble something, so and, and you know, there's
3: since the beginning of console, there's always been like a power narrative. I don't know if you guys remember, but like you know, the original Nintendo and then the Sega, and then w- even with the 16 bit systems, those 16 bit systems it was blast processing for the Sega, and then there was you know, the Super Nintendo had this glossy look, and then when you went to the 128-bit versions. I uh, um, systems with the PlayStation and the Sega Saturn. It was that Sega Saturn couldn't do three three D, and it was hard to develop for. And the PlayStation could do transparencies, and the Saturn couldn't. So now, I think what's going to happen is uh, with the new systems coming out, it's going to be, you know, which one can hit the 120 frames per second. Not necessarily the graphics uh you know the tech behind it but just you know who can hit 60 frames per second constantly who can hit that 120 uh 120 now that that's gonna be a bar well they said that ori uh ori might run at 120 on the series x
1: i'm worried uh, about the whole situation with power in general because i'm glad that xbox is going to have the power I just hope they have the games because regardless of what people want to say, I'm going to stand by my opinion on... At the beginning of this generation, obviously, uh, Invader mentioned it. We had Grassgate where people are counting blades of grass. And we had logos out there that 1080p makes you a better gamer. Um, 1080p versus 900p. Apparently, Uh. people people you know what there's 180 pixels with the naked eye but for some some, reason with ps4 pro and xbox one x you can't tell
3: but listen there's some there's some truth there's some truth to that though because the reason why they say 1080p makes you a better gamer is because you can see the pixels far away as opposed to you know maybe like 900p where it looks all blur something looks blurry I, I mean, I know what they're, I know what they're trying yeah, to say. But I mean, but no, but look at Quantum like,
1: Break. Quantum Break looked amazing. That was what seven yeah. twenty. Yeah, that was seven twenty. And not to mention, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say right now, I feel like Control almost looked just as good as, um, Quantum Break looked just as good as Control. Um, it's ju- it's just their mm-hmm. way way of creating games. We're where to optimize like, it. Yeah. Um, for me, it's the whole idea of goalpost moving because obviously. When Xbox had the games, the narrative was, you know, it was an they never
3: they uh, almost never had the games. I mean, I can't even maybe I can think of one year, which to the original year of the Xbox One came out exactly. Xbox had the
1: games when it first came out yeah. because Sony did its typical <clears throat> thing of not having any games. Like we all remember the PS3 era. If you you know finding a PS3 game in the store was a unicorn. And the same thing with the beginning of the PS4 era. And so basically, you know, to defend themselves or justify the purchase of the PS4, it became, um, you know, we have the more powerful console. And then after Xbox became out with the more powerful console, it turned into, well, we have the games. I understand that Xbox fell behind on the games, but at the same time, I'm not going to deny the fact. That There was powers at hand in Microsoft that were Kind of undermining the Xbox brand because they saw it as a drain to the company And that's where I still stand by Phil Spencer has done a good job He's been able to turn the opinion around of the Xbox brand and the Microsoft company in itself I don't care about public opinion, but Microsoft at one time was wanting to get rid of the Xbox because they saw it as a drain no, no, nah, nah, you know yeah.
4: what
2: that that rumor was was completely unfounded. There was rumor about A
1: guy that was going to pick it up, that was yeah, rumored well, to be
4: the next CEO. What the CEO hell is that beeping? Then. Oh, that was my bad.
1: Uh, Somebody got a pressure cooker going? <laughs> yeah,
2: it was an air fryer. Yeah. He's he uh, warming up his his hot cocoa. <laughs> but
4: no, but no, uh, that rumor was, was all from a guy that if he took it over, what he would do with it. And he never became. Yeah. No, well, I'm Yeah, because I remember division I, division. I asked
1: somebody
2: in the know, you know, around that time. And they're like, no way. They no. might, you know, it might be spun off into his own, you know, division or company. But it will never be sold off.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm ta- Well, I'm talking about the guy who was um, pretty much right before. <clears throat> uh, uh, Sat- oh, my God. What's the guy in, in charge now? Satala?
2: Not Satya yeah that, the dude um he we're talking
1: the true. guy that was in charge before you know nadala came in and was pretty much at one time pretty much sitting next to Bill Gates and though you know the guy was so old he didn't really understand the concept of gaming and they to basically recover some of the money from the production of the xbox one and also starting to design the xbox one x he canceled studios and all this other stuff with don matrix and they saw it more as a i don't want to say a drain on the company but they didn't see the potential that the xbox brand could bring and which is why
2: i I think you got a little bit wrong dude because remember the guy who who, uh Satya took, took over for was, um, I, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank of his name, bomber. but remember, when the whole uh, red, yeah, red Ring of Death Bomber, yeah, Bomber. Yeah, that's the Red Ring did. of Death, remember, it he goes, hey, it's going to cost yeah. us like a billion dollars to fix. Exactly. And he, he, without even batting an eye, he's like, yeah. take care of it. So wow. he, he, he backed up Xbox quite a bit. It was mm-hmm. when Satya took over, he didn't know about gaming. And like you said, Phil had to sell him on it.
1: And that's what I'm just getting at is that there's like as whether people, regardless of who was at hand for the whole situation, there was people in the higher ups of Microsoft that didn't really see the potential in the brand. And it did create a lot of roadblocks and issues along the way when it came to getting games out, the system being underpowered, it being taken in a direction we never wanted because all of a sudden they wanted to turn it into a like a television box. You know, no, that the, was that games. was a yeah. lot of
2: uh, Matrick and uh, mm-hmm. Terry, Terry people, Meyerson. Terry you Meyerson, know.
1: that's the guy I'm talking about right there. Mm-hmm. That guy, well, right he, there, he
2: was just above Phil, he wasn't quite running, you know, he was his head of like uh. The Windows the Surface, You're right? Because that's,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, and, that's and that, and that, that Win- was the guy that saw it as a drain because he wanted to basically work harder on the Windows platform and the Surface platform, and right. he wanted all the money that was being used in R and D for the Xbox to be towards him so he could basically make his division bigger.
4: Yeah, yeah, people don't understand when you when he Don Metric left everything in kind of a like shit show. When Satya Nadella came <laughs> in, he didn't really see it as a you know like I don't know what to do with this and well, well phils he was even the next in line behind Matrick it was uh get his name Mark Witten so he put Phil in place but he didn't give him the same VP status like the two CEOs or the two heads of Xbox had before him so he had the same leeway so he put him under yeah. a VP Myerson to see over that Xbox division so that's why he kind of saw that stale Yeah for no so Terry Myerson was, was was being done
2: very very hard on on xbox and i'm glad he's out of the way now
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely now again power is one thing but you know i've noticed something for this generation guys you know there's a lot of articles that were kind of slanted against uh xbox for example um do you think that xbox needs to win over like the media the journalists in order to make the next xbox the series x like well, really successful
3: now the only reason why that happens is because xbox is not throwing money their way if right, at, exactly if you, if you look at sony they spend a lot of money on marketing yep. tons of money on marketing and Places like IGN, this this is why everybody's a Sony fan. Uh, you know, all the journalists are Sony fans, is because who has the biggest pockets and who's giving
1: them uh, what's what. i I can't
2: believe i'm saying this but i agree with you jeremy
1: (laughs) (laughs) i agree with him too i just think it's bs that these these gaming media journalists think that you know in that case that means that journalism isn't true it can be bought it's all based on a no but i mean okay okay
2: let let me point to this this way i mean a, a lot of the reasons why xbox has my loyalty is because the way they treat their fans so i mean it's kind of the same thing if you think about it it's just that they're they're not more focused on you know the journalists as they are with with us fans see that's where i like
1: xbox is they're basically they're more involved with the fans and they're not catering to the gaming journalism and the gaming journalism is basically making them pay a penalty for that and when you listen to some of these guys in gaming journalism they act like they're above the fans like the whole idea the whole idea of of having doesn't all
3: journalists act like that in general just all journalists in general same thing with maybe yeah yeah. because
1: like the whole the whole narrative of all multi-con you know having multi skews is going to confuse the fans because they're dumbasses and we're not
2: Yeah. yeah but how many different nintendo you know handhelds are there you know I mean, come on! That, that's, that's no. I,
1: that's what I know. That's why I'm saying, like the how, how many iPhones,
2: there. how many you know uh, Galaxy phones are there? That's, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, interesting comment in the chat by Shizno Elite. So, is the X One a failure then from this gen?
1: No, because no. it made no, Microsoft a, a lot of money. Yeah. Well, what did what, they make last year? How many billion? Um, not only I won't say it was a failure. Obviously it had its hiccups, but regardless of people want to think the Xbox one changed the gaming industry. It, it showed what can be done with creating a console. That's super powerful, not using parts off of the shelf by using custom custom hardware, like the Scorpio engine that's inside the, uh, Xbox One X. And also, if it wasn't for the Xbox One and um, Phil Spencer and the dollar trying to figure out how it fits in to the whole company of Microsoft, the idea of Game Pass may have been something that's never never because obviously yeah, well, PlayStation I mean, well, yeah. now, but
2: exactly because Xbox is pushing the boundaries. they they're you know, yeah, they don't have the, the, the brand loyalty that you know the PlayStation does, but look at everything the the risk that they've taken, you know, Game Pass, you got backwards compatibility. Remember, you know, Sony, they're like, oh, we don't need backwards compatibility. Yeah. But the look, Xbox is they, they, the first their-
1: console that's considered a legacy console. It's they're, able to play. They're, multiple they're pushing the boundaries. They're taking risks.
2: You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, yeah,
3: it's not a failure. So it depends what you mean by failure. I mean, just define right. define what you mean by that, because on one hand, you look at uh, the 360 and what that was able to accomplish. With the you know with the first party uh, games that were coming out and the third party that were, they were leading in both categories. Uh, Xbox was, and they don't have that anymore. So at you know at that point, you look at the games now between the games they had on the 360, which were, and we're talking about some of the biggest classics were first on the Xbox system, and they played better on the Xbox system. They had best of both worlds. And when you don't have that now, um, you know, you have to supplement for other things like, you know, Mm -hmm. the best, you know, the best uh, network or the, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. And another thing, too, I mean, obviously,
0: the messaging really hit them hard earlier on this, gen, but they also slowed down their first party production. They closed a few studios. They let a couple go. I mean th- things just kind of stalled out for them internally, so they've they've been rebuilding themselves for the past couple of years. Yeah, and oh. kind of positioning themselves very nicely for the series X.
1: So I think they're in a great position to take next gen by storm. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I wouldn't count yeah. you guys a at the failure, pace I would, I would like. No, probably not, but yeah.
1: Well, oh, even at the Seat. podcast. <laughs> a downer like i I wish they'd be able to create games quicker but we need to look at the idea that when phil spencer officially sat next to nadala is when the the budget kind of opened up for him when it came to what they can do with the brand and he bought as many developers as he physically could to create as many um ips as he could but we all know that that takes time and so you know the games we're not going to see I don't think we're going to see a huge uh, release of games until at least late, tw- uh, not well late, not even late 2020. No, Enterprise, I'm gonna say next 2021, year. Yeah. 2021, yeah, 2021. We're gonna start year. seeing the fruits of the labor, and from then forward, it's just going to get better and better. Hopefully, if everything you goes according to plan for them, you have. All- to, I mean,
2: you just got to look at you know three three uh, studios that they're in the Xbox Game Studio Initiative, uh, Ninja Theory and obsidian right there just amongst themselves or at least two out of three amongst themselves have made some tremendous games when you think of uh uh, you know senua and the outer worlds right there those two could push the xbox into the future pretty good
1: and we're all planning on those studios we all know are going to be cooking up something but probably pretty great for the brand in my opinion, we also got to keep in mind that there's going to be some rogues coming out of the other smaller developers that they've purchased because Microsoft purchased a lot of these developers with the intent of wanting to grow them into bigger development companies than what they already are Right? because Mm, they don't want to purchase these great big AAA studios that, you know, that's why I'm kind of on the fence about purchasing a AAA studio (laughs) because when you purchase a AAA studio, you're going on the the hopes and dreams that all the guys that are there that are cooking out great titles are going to stay with the company, but as we saw with Bioware, a lot of those guys moved on, and now Bioware is a shell of itself. You know, EA probably played a big role of that. Yeah, that, but that, a lot that's of, pretty sad. Yeah, a lot yeah, of executives but, did move okay. on.
3: But there's a difference between picking up a big company with nice, uh, you know, IPs. A la Sega or or like you know CD Projekt Red or you know or Bethesda, then picking up Bioware who I mean yeah they've had some really nice games and nice titles but a lot of those games and nice titles weren't ra- you know really well uh, I don't want to say they're not well known you know and but Beth- uh, Bethesda is you know they have a juggernaut with Sky with the uh, the Elder Scroll series the Fallout series. And now, Starfield coming out, which is going to be their own, uh, you know, basically their own Star Wars game RPG style. Um, You know, why wouldn't you pick up a studio like that?
2: Bethesda's huge. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I honestly think it'll take too much money, but Um, yeah, yeah. that that would be huge. That would be huge. Bethesda's so big Mm -hmm. that
1: they would have to have somebody probably help Matt Booty. At that point, <laughs> trying to <laughs> control <laughs> all these development studios, yeah. Look what they did oh, with Ray. Yeah, Ray. they
2: bought Ray. Todd Howard. Definitely would, uh, in
0: that case, it, as a comparison, it would be like going back in history and uh, the Roman Empire splitting up into the west and east because there's just so much to manage.
2: Yeah, well, you know, yeah. how many studios does it have? Six itself, uh, about six I, or I
0: seven, think, something
3: like five, that. Six, 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 seven, but uh, I think, issues, uh, you buy them and then Mike. Everybody had, leave. <laughs> My, Mike at Next Level Gaming, uh, he brings up a good point. It's Double Fine said they wanted to do a triple A game. Double Fine makes great games. I don't, I mean, I don't know if you've ever played a Double Fine game, but they make mm-hmm. fantastic titles. And yeah. that was a good, that was a good pickup by Xbox. Oh yeah, do you that guys remember surprising.
0: the uh, arcade games that they made exclusively oh, yeah. for Microsoft
3: back in yep. the day? I remember, but then you have brutal, brutal uh, legend. Brutal legend. Oh yeah. my god, those games are great. Jack Black.
4: Bro. I think yeah. the <laughs> issue when you pick up one of these big AAA studios, like not that rare, was I guess they would be considered that at the time when the Microsoft bought them, but thirty mm-hmm. of their top employees just walked when when they bought them. <laughs> so all yeah. that talent just up and left. You just bought the name. Whereas if you grow a well, smaller studio, you, you, you,
3: you didn't yeah. buy just the yeah. name. You, you you bought you that bought these yeah the about oh, the ip's the which which xbox they didn't do anything there's always someone can always be replaced there's enough talent yeah. out there especially now with the gaming there's industry up and comers we, we, every yeah, day. there's up and comers there's a lot of talented people out there that can do just as good as job you know do you want to work for those companies and i think uh, you're going to see that now with a, probably our next topic with uh, Vince sure. Campella you know with with dice um Zampella. Oh Zampella, I'm sorry, I called him. <laughs> Buying
4: Kojima Productions, but Kojima walked away. <laughs> it's like, okay, what do I got
0: left? Now, you know, it is appearing though that Xbox, from the sounds of things, and I do believe where there's smoke, there's fire, and there, there does seem to be some credible reports coming from uh, certain well-known outlets. Um, having the power crown though at the start of the generation, does
3: that help Xbox? It does, absolutely. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Uh, I, it, it all depends because you know what helped Xbox a lot with the power is when their engineers would go to different game studios to help you know get the most out of their game for the Xbox system. That that's what helped a lot. Okay, but you
3: guys are you guys you gotta take into consideration. Is this system gonna be easy to develop
2: for? Because if it's not, right. That's that's the number one. That's the number one question right there. If yeah. if it's easy for the develop for develop for and it's easier to develop for that versus the, the PlayStation, that should give them a leg up.
3: So you'll see around the uh the initial launch of the Xbox Series X, you'll see uh you know, these reports coming out on which system uh is easier to develop for and which one they like the most, you know, you'll see all that come out. At the time of, uh, you know, of these launches.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, just They're some interesting PCs chatter. Point,
4: so They got to be easy yeah. to develop for anyway, compared to the cell processor, power PC that they used to.
0: Hmm. Obviously, yeah, no, just some really interesting uh, news hitting uh, now. And obviously we're into the new year and we're bound to get more information as time goes on. What is it tomorrow? I believe CES is... Uh, Coming that big show and uh, yeah, people are expecting a lot of of news.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, we get a lot of news. Yeah,
0: Yeah, David Preen said he was going to be there. That's also very curious. I might add. Uh
2: Why would he be going
3: there? Yeah, Yeah. Tommy says he's going too. So he's going to you know get some info on the system coming out Mm -hmm. television. Now, what do you guys think of
0: Sony teasing their briefing with "The Future Is Coming"? Mm-hmm. do you think they'll show off uh anything ps5 hardware related
2: it's time it's about yeah. time they do yeah mm-hmm.
0: well i guess we'll find out more tomorrow guys but either way just uh very exciting i'm gonna move on there, to there's too
2: many there's too many leaks right now to for them to not to to actually come out and say you know something
0: mm-hmm No, no, there is a lot. There is a lot of leaks and even like updates on their controller, too. There was another uh, leaked. Well, I wouldn't say leaked, but there was another image, uh, another um, spec leak for their controller with uh, bumpers at the back, too. So maybe that's the new PS5 controller. Either way, maybe they'll show something off there. We'll find out more tomorrow, guys, and we'll move on to other news. And like Jeremy was saying, it looks like respawns Vince Zampella is getting a big a very big promotion. So in a big move, the head well, of Respawn Entertainment will now be overseeing Dice LA. Now guys, who are Dice LA exactly? Well, they
2: they, are, they basically they they do a lot of uh, DLC work for uh, Battlefield
0: hmm absolutely. Yeah, they've been basically, for the past five, six years, they've been relegated for just Battlefield support studio, which, you know. Well, made...
2: yeah, I mean, they, they cleaned up Battlefield 4 from the, the mess that that was. Mm-hmm. No, they did
0: phenomenal yeah. work there. But, guys, they were also formerly Danger Close Games, and they, they were the ones that had rebooted the Medal of Honor franchise.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're definitely a lot of talent there, I think.
0: Oh yeah, I think I, I definitely support that as well. And now Zempella is going to help kind of remold and reshape the studio into creating a new image and its own games, which is, that is very encouraging. So fellas, I gotta ask, what do you guys think of this move by EA? Because it seems like EA is actually interested in expanding their games portfolio again.
3: Now, this guy is an up and coming developer, Vince and you know he's, yeah, up and
2: coming he's, well, <laughs> he's the one that, they created call of duty bro come well, on
3: no but now everybody knows you know now he's like a household well, well yeah well,
2: well remember and when, when I mean. Titanfall first came out people were sitting on him like oh he wasn't you know yeah he ain't a developer uh-huh. that he used to be blah 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 but Titanfall was a great shooter oh, and it was very God. very was tight great
3: game that's and that sold xboxes to be honest
2: yeah it did yeah it did so, you know, you know and, I, I think, and, and I mean, Titanfall 2 still one of the best campaigns I've ever played.
3: Right. And then I think Apex was excellent. Star Wars Jedi, uh, Jedi Fallen Order was awesome. And now I think he wants to rebrand DICE to make it more attractive to the employment market. I think Sky, I, a, you know, I think sky's the limit for Vince. He's
2: extremely talented. I, I'm, I'm going to go on a limb and say that, that what they're going to do is kind of split them up to do a Titanfall 3. Hmm. I don't know. It, <clears throat> I don't think. I don't think their team's big enough to work on a Titanfall and
3: Apex at the same time. No, I think they're going to continue with the Apex brand. But um, yeah, but people still want another another Titanfall iteration. Do they really? I mean, yeah, I think yeah. it's coming.
1: But it's good to see that they're wanting to start investing and keeping some of these studios going because EA is known for being the company that will kill a studio very quickly. You know, oh, yeah. they, they they ended Visceral Games and a number of other great studios um, over the years. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see that they're actually kind of restructuring, you know, getting someone over there to help grow them back into a... A juggernaut of a studio because at one time dice you know with the battlefield franchise was awesome i understand dice la did not create the actual battlefield franchise they've just helped support it but that's where um it's a good thing but it's also kind of a, a trepidatious over the fact that he is the original creator of call of duty and i really hope that and i'm not gonna what, try medal to of take honor as well right yes medal of honor as well and they're not going, I just hope they're not going to want to try to take the Battlefield mm. franchise down that Call of Duty road. Because that is one thing that over the no. years, you know, you have Battlefield and you have Call of Duty and they are two totally different kinds of games. Right.
2: right. I don't and that's know. what people like, the you know, the difference in between the two.
1: Well, like it was said to me, that Battlefield is more of a battle simulator and Call of Duty is, you know, yeah, oh, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, definitely. I just hope. But, you know, obviously he has some good ideas. He's able to push things in the right direction. Like, look what he did with EA for with the Star Wars brand. You know, before Jedi Fallen Order, people were demanding that the Star Wars brand be taken away from EA and exclusivity. Um you know, they didn't want EA to have exclusive rights to Star Wars anymore. They wanted other developers to have a chance. Well, you know,
2: it. you know, Disney, I mean, they, they rule with Iron Fist when it comes to, you know, the Star Wars IP. So yeah, the, the, the last few, you know, uh, Star Wars games from EA were kind of lackluster and now Jedi Fallen order is just a mega hit and, you know? and, and no wonder why they're, they're expanding Vince. And that the funny you know, part reach. is
1: you say that they're lackluster, look at the battlefield five when it came out or even battlefield one uh battlefield one was received better than battlefield five which was received kind of horribly because everybody was burned out on world war ii because of call of duty in the previous year yeah but it's kind of funny that all those games weren't exactly received well battlefield five the star wars battlefront games which were created by dice which is probably why they want vince Zampala over there to help kind of rejuvenate rejuvenate this developer and get them back at the top of their game
2: yeah and yeah but die. the dice that made those games are out in what sweden so they're not really you know the dice la that, that he's taking over they uh like, like i was saying before they they help more with the back end of a game after the game is is launched ship so well, they, they, they they sweep up they they clean they're a cleanup crew
1: now, but yeah. Now, but here's the thing: start off small and get bigger. And obviously, he's still going to be in control of respawn. So maybe they're just starting off small, seeing what he can do with Dice LA, and it might well, go into something bigger. And that's what
2: I'm saying because I I think that he's going to, you know, they're going to be a Titanfall three, and I think Dice LA is going to have something to do with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, definitely we now. Guess, do you guys think that we'll, uh, knowing the pedigree of Zampella and uh, the studio itself, do you think we'll see uh, like a first-person shooter come out of this, maybe another Medal of Honor, or... I don't know, guys. Do you think we'll see something along the lines of like, uh, like you guys were just saying, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order? Lots and lots of praise for that game. It's selling like hotcakes to this day. Uh, you yeah, know, like,
2: I think there's definitely uh, a sequel. You know, when anything makes money and sells a lot, they're they all automatically is. You know, it's just like a movie. You know, they always think sequel, sequel, sequel. So.
3: You know, and I'm surprised how well uh, Star Wars Jedi: Fallen Order was received, even though that character was god awful in the game. The main character in the game, horrible.
2: Yeah, and then <laughs> he wasn't very. He didn't move. He doesn't move that well, in my opinion. But yeah, but, but, uh, yeah, I mean, but they, they they took a mismatch of so many different genres and games. You could yeah. you could tell Dark, Dark Souls. War, god, you know. uh, yeah, oh yeah, Dark, Dark Souls, God of War. Uh, um uncharted you can see all the, the dna in oh yeah you know what i mean it's like they took the best of each each genre and you know threw it into a star wars game and you know you could totally tell and but it but it works the game was really really good
3: yeah but vince i had a chance to meet him a few uh, e3s ago he has, you know he has the uh, he's a nice guy yeah he has the personality too to attract awesome talent Right. I think I think uh, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with soon here shortly.
2: You know, and, and uh-huh. that's good. That's, that's funny, you know, because he is a nice guy and you, you root for him. You know, I, I met him a couple times, a few times and, you know, had a chance <clears> to talk <throat> to him at length about different things. And, and like, I just I want the guy to win so bad, you know, when Titanfall one came out and it wasn't that well received, even though it was a really good game. Because, you know, just for certain reasons, I I felt so bad because, I mean, he's made some of the best Call of Duty games ever came out. Yeah, yep, absolutely. And those games
3: back then were tight.
0: Right. Very tight. Now, it's interesting, guys, because Respawn and Titanfall, they were very instrumental in, well, helping Xbox out within the first six, seven months of uh, the launch of the console because... You know, Titanfall was the big shooter that they were showcasing. And, you know, it's in a way, you know, it's kind of a missed opportunity that Xbox game studios didn't acquire Respawn. Obviously, EA was, uh, well, deep into the first
2: uh, inside track on it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just it's a shame because I I strongly felt that Titanfall was like strongly associated with the Xbox brand. It just kind of seemed a real shame like them getting away. I like
4: their but, you know, they're not like gears, Halo.
3: And you and EA's made some great moves, you know, acquiring these studios. It's just what have they done with them?
2: Yeah, they don't know what to do with them after they get them. They're like, "Oh, okay. So, um We'll make a sequel, but it's too much like the first game, and then people they don't like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Dude,
1: I, I was completely blown away by Titanfall Two. I I'm gonna be upfront. I loved the connection they made in the story mode that you had with the mech. Yeah. Like I mean, that, yeah. I loved that game.
3: No, it was a great game. Single player was excellent. Yeah, that, yep. for sure.
1: I will say I got addicted to doing Frontier Defense with uh my brother and his kid. We just sit there for hours just doing Frontier Defense, um, uh, you know, as hardcore as we could go.
3: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. No, they definitely, uh, you know, they did some good there. Um, And EA were smart to acquire them when they had the chance. So, you know, a good on them. Yeah, I- and now it's finally paying off.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah not, not yet. This is too...
2: <laughs> well, no, you don't think with with, with Titanfall two, Apex, and uh, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Well, you don't Apex, think it's,
3: Apex is making them a lot of money? I mean, EA is oh, yeah. after, after cash cow. So, uh, mm-hmm. as for you know,
2: as for the single player Jedi, and, and Order, isn't it crazy tonight? how Apex came out of nowhere? All of a sudden, it was like, oh, there's a game coming, and then it came out to like the next day, and it was free. And you're like, what? No way. And it was a great game too. Apex was polish is was shit too. Yeah,
3: Apex is a great game. They did a good job with that one. Yeah, and you can see EA just like you know
2: <laughs> licking their chops,
3: licking their chops. <clears throat> yeah,
0: well, it's amazing that came out of nowhere, especially when you saw games like Fortnite dominating the scene. There's a couple of other free to play as well. But yeah. Oh, and PUBG too. You know, a lot of people like. There's only so much room for these types of games. Obviously, got Black Ops 4 as well that have focused very much on their blackout mode mode, their um, you know, battle royale mode. And yeah, this game, you know, they dropped it that they announced it what, like a week before release, something crazy like that, very short time period. And everyone's like, Well, what's this? Apex Legends, you know, Titanfall related. And yeah, it just kind of blew everybody away. Like first couple of months, it was dominating. I don't think the player base has been as fervent, but dang, you know, they keep releasing updates, adding content. And, you know, I got to say hands off to them to respawn because, you know, I want to see more more Titanfall eventually. I, I mean, I'm not huge on Apex Legends personally, but it's very competent. It's a very competent game. And a lot of people I know are still addicted to it this day. So, yeah, hands off to uh, Respawn. I wish them the best. Vince Zampala as well. And I can't wait to see what he has going on over at uh, Dice LA because, you know, I want to see more games. And usually with his name to it, it's going to be a good yeah, one.
2: It's It'll be fun to see how they respawn into a new studio. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be
3: curious to see what uh, (laughs) game they choose. (laughs) Actually, that was pretty good.
0: All right, guys, uh, let's move on. And over the past week or so, there's been some very, well, hot rumors and speculation having been running through with talks of ZeniMax Media possibly being bought out by somebody. And this somebody is apparently Sony. Now, again, everybody take this with a massive, massive teaspoon of salt. But allegedly, Sony has been in like closed doors talks with ZeniMax Media. Now, while stating this, ZeniMax holds a large sum of big studios. These studios include Bethesda Softworks, Arcane Studios, Machine Games id software and tango games works just to name a few now guys what do you think of these claims because look i'll be honest like
2: i'm just gonna say right now bullshit because (laughs) sony can't afford it i i mean microsoft can but But i I highly doubt it it would open up Mm -hmm. i don't think sony can afford it because you're looking at six to eight billion dollars uh, no, that's, you're talking more than that.
3: It's uh, acquiring these ones is like eight to ten, eight to twelve.
2: I think <laughs> well, we'll see. Well, it, it's gonna be at least three times as much as Microsoft paid for Minecraft. Yeah, you know?
0: no, yeah. obviously it's gonna make- mean,
2: you, I mean, you got too many studios, too many IPs. You know, yeah, it's it's it'll cost. You know, mm-hmm. they'd rather go. You know, anybody rather go and just buy uh, CD Project Red.
0: You know. We'll take an enormous pocketbook. I mean, you know, never say never, but I just, I, I, Sony just. I guess I just don't don't think they can
2: afford it. Yeah, I don't Uh, think they can afford it.
1: Outside of the uh, the cash situation, sorry, Downer. I just wanted to put out outside of the cash situation. Um, Zinimax is a um, aren't they very well known for creating online based games? Am I? Have they done anything Mm. outside of online? not really see and that's where i'm just standing by playstation it's one of their shortcomings whether people want to admit it or not they have no first party studio experience in making um successful online games
2: Well, max is just a parent company i mean uh, the crown jewel is yeah that's that's the control of everything
1: and those are is it just ZeniMax and bethesda that they're looking to purchase it, right, it, but there's an average, which is the yeah, yeah right. Well, then they even well, regardless of being able them for them to afford purchasing it, you know, what if they took out a loan, whatever, they put all their assets on the line to purchase just, this. Do they even have the manpower to actually manage a company like Bethesda, because as like we were all talking no, about, I don't, like, think, I don't think that's
2: a problem. I just think, like I said, the, the cash flow is is the issue because you hear you constantly hear uh, rumors about Sony wanting to sell off their their movie division. So if they're trying to do no, that,
3: it's, it's, it wasn't that. So look at Sony spent a lot of money and they spent a lot of money on stupid shit. So and you know you see Sony, especially last year. They tightened up. That's why you didn't see them at E3. You know, a lot of it had to do with their their budgets. Uh, You know, there was no, uh, you know, PS, PSO, or whatever you want to call. I don't know what their their holiday. PSX, uh, yeah, PSX. There was no. They're tightening up how much they spend. Now they had more. They had more. They were purchasing more than what was coming in, and what was killing them too was what South said was the movie industry. Uh, you know, they were making a killing off that. And um, you know, that's what they were spending their money on. Go look it up. But now, since they tightened up, they have the money. They were profitable last year, and they were profitable the year before, before they were leaking money out of the you know what. So they're in a good spot to buy another company. That's why you've seen them go out and buy Insomniac. Was it it's not a chance to bigger move than how what, much how, how much
2: did Insomniac cost them?
3: Uh, I forgot at the top of my head. I forgot, but it was more than what Xbox paid any other two studios. I know that for a fact.
2: Well, it, well yeah, because they had to pay for, you know, what Insomniac what is worth. And, it, you know, Insomniac's is a big company, so that, that, that was yeah. worth it. And, so, you know, I, they, I, obviously so, I'm kind of jealous. I wish Xbox would have bought them, but, you know, it is what it is.
3: But I'll tell you right now, there's – when they buy uh, someone like ZeniMax um,
2: – Speaking of which, Jeremy, remember when we we ran of Ted Price after e 3 <laughs> Oh, <laughs> he's like, oh my god, you remember that shit? Huh? I because well, I, I thought I thought it was uh, what's his name from uh, uh, Gear Gearbox for oh, some man. reason. I don't know. Uh, it was it was dark. I was drunk. Whatever. I that was embarrassed. Randy Pitchford. Yeah, I thought it was Randy Pitchford for a second.
3: No, it was it was a
2: couple blocks away from the uh, the convention center, and I was like, "Hey, when
1: we see a a, a new uh, what's it called?"
3: He looks at them like deer in the headlights, bro. It's like, yeah, it what? was stupid. <laughs> uh,
1: um, now, hear me out on this. Let's look at it like these developers are like cars. We understand that Microsoft is not buying. You know, Ferraris and Lamborghinis. They're out there purchasing like Ford Focuses and, you know, your your average everyday vehicles. But right, like, yeah. with, you would look, you want to get that
2: 100,000 miles out, out of the and, car. And,
1: and not only that, but until, when the, you until a, the
3: transmission
1: blows. No, I'm just kidding. I'm when sorry. you own a Ferrari, Lamborghini, a luxury vehicle, working on those things is expensive maintaining them is expensive so every like just don't look at purchasing a developer as a one-time purchase and they all operate on the same cost levels you know, like sometimes like just buying a massive AAA studio You got to also have the bank to keep that studio going because they're gonna have a higher price tag behind payroll The overhead is gonna be even bigger all that stuff and you know the even the tech to keep that Studio going because you know, they're obviously going to want to create experiences that blow our minds because that's what a AAA is And that's not cheap to do because you ain't gonna do it on some subpar pc. These guys need Really good rigs to create these games and that's where i'm just saying the overhead on these AAA studios is pretty massive as well And that's why with insomniac Maybe sony took a big risk and all their money right now is wrapped up in, in insomniac and maintaining them and that's why you know, you, yeah. You purchase Bethesda. So. You're gonna have to keep the company going. You got payroll and everything else. Well, yeah, um, but Bethesda, Bethesda enough, is a no,
2: company that it pays for itself. Exactly. Is they have
3: it, enough. They have enough a, uh, assets and cash flow coming in now with their multiplayer experiences, where they're not worried about money. Bethesda is yeah, not worried I mean, about money. Come no, on, let me no, tell you definitely that.
2: not.
1: So they've if done they, a good job in destroying. The 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 fans opinion no. of the company no. Well, yeah, there's no. Like, no. Like it. no, 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 no,
2: no, 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 no,
3: yeah no, there's, if these they came out, out another
1: Fallout tomorrow, it would sell
2: a million right out Exactly, of the game. exactly. <laughs> but you I, know,
3: everybody's allowed to screw up one, two games. You know, it, it, but
2: yeah, Bethesda's
3: but always been consistent over time. Fallout seventy six
1: was bigger than a screw up. That was a complete no, no. That's that no, game, not really. That Honestly, no, we still, still people playing it.
3: Exactly. Yeah, there's still a lot of people that are playing it, and they're still bringing in money.
2: And and the, you know, and, the, and the problem was, the, the issue is, is the people that they wanted the pay subscription for, that other people could get the same shit for free. That was the problem.
0: You there's know? been all kinds of, like, game-breaking stuff with that. They, like, didn't they just release an update where, like, it broke the game? They're too?
2: always, yeah, because it's a, you know, a, a continuous online game. So there's always going to be patches and problems, you know, w- when it comes to that. But you know what? Fallout is known for its bugs and people love it regardless. Yeah. So I don't think it's I don't think it's gonna hurt anything.
1: See no. now Bethesda mm-hmm. was the company that was steam heading the way of the single player experience, and everybody was hurrahing them at the beginning of this generation. They were even on the top of my list as being one of the developers for this gen, and they're they've still, done a good job still. of a see. I don't know, you don't have they're I'm they're still right a crown now, jewel. Bethesda one of the few companies where somebody literally went out and hijacked a website to tear that company down There's th- That's why i'm just saying <laughs> You heard that, that for what three days and you haven't heard nothing since What about the fallout 70 70- well i'm pretty yeah, sure Tesla completely that Was able to uh Definitely get some law get some lawyers you, you involved and do what they had to do don't throw pebbles that at a giant and,
2: and expect it to hurt them
1: See mm-hmm. that I just don't know, man. They had a lot of stuff around because I bought the two hundred dollar version of Fallout seventy six. I was one of the people. Well, that's that why you're so pissed out. off. I'm not. <laughs> see, that's the thing. I'm not. I'm not completely butthurt. hurt. That's where I wasn't did, one of the. Did people. you get? Did you ever get your your bag out of it? No, I did not sign up on the petition. I did not join that lawsuit or any of that. I was not given my five hundred. Whatever the bomb credits or whatever it is that the in game currency. I didn't get the actual proper bag I still have the faux bag in my closet. It was it kind of crappy. Yes was the hat I mean the helmet kind of subpar when it came to its construction Yes, but I'm not gonna sit there and completely boohoo about it because
3: that's not a Bethesda issue That's a district, you know, there's there's two separate entities right there so when you buy a collector's edition it's Totally different. Bethesda has nothing to do with that. That has to do with the distributor they go with. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Bethesda should take care of that. But whoever's distributing the the uh the you know the um the uh, collector's edition that's totally separate from what bethesda and
1: if that's the logic then we got to say that microsoft is not responsible for what happened with Scalebound and other games because the you know microsoft let a developer run amok and they didn't keep them in check just like the bethesda should have been there and said hey we want to see uh at least one of the helmets that you're putting out along with the bag we want to make sure that it's everything that we want because we want to keep our fans happy that's one thing. Like when you're a corporation you know and you're outsourcing like that, you have to basically keep it within check.
3: That's a bad example because the people who, who makes uh, platinum games, who makes Scalebound, they've never made ever, ever made a bad game ever. I can't even think of the top of my head. they one bad game they've ever made. So I give the benefit of doubt to platinum games. I'm sorry, but I mean, maybe there was some development issues and they were, and they were just bleeding money. But at the end of the day, they canceled on a game that, and and a developer that never—they have a, a proven track record of not of making great. Of now, making but great games. in
1: that defense, though, um, to play devil's advocate, Platinum Games put out a number of games within the years they were supposed to be producing Scalebound. It seemed like it was not a priority for Platinum Games.
3: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely well what about that uh like that transformers game they did i don't think that got a very good reception if i'm not mistaken but now the other games though i mean what was it the game that they put out just this fall astral chain was getting all kinds of rewards right so so uh
3: centurion let me ask you let me ask you a question mm-hmm. so you give up you give up on on um you know on Scalebound, which Platinum Games again is a proven; they have a proven track record of creating great games, but then you release garbage like Crackdown Three. I mean, really? I mean, so I mean, what would you rather have?
1: See, I never see. Here's the thing: we're able to base that off of what we got for Crackdown Three. All we have are rumors and conjecture on what Scalebound was. um, From what? at least the rumors say that scalebound was an absolute mess when Phil Spencer yeah. went and looked at it and so, decided so, to pull the plug so, on it.
3: So crackdown wasn't a mess.
1: But here's the thing to look at, if crackdown was a mess, I can only imagine what scalebound looked like. It had to be a complete disaster. If crackdown made it out Well, of-
2: well it, it's it's known you know industry wide that scalebound before it got canceled was specifically working up at redmond redmond they were working on it themselves so uh yeah it, it it was a huge huge
1: mess see that's why i'm like i'm gonna be up front like phil spencer had enough love behind the crackdown brand to push that game out but crackdown literally was the last game of the old regime those were the games that survived the terry myerson and don matrix uh developer killathon, and so that's where it's it, I really don't know how to really look at the games that came out like State of Decay 2, Crackdown, Sea of Thieves, those other games, because those games were made during a time of turbulence for Microsoft. There wasn't a whole lot of money going around because um, there was, p- again, people that didn't think the brand was very viable. So they they kept a tight grip on the coin purse until Phil Spencer was able to sit at that table with Nadala and get them to kind of loosen up a little bit. And that's yeah. why I was glad when Crackdown 3 came well, out, because it well, yeah, was as soon like, as Phil got
2: a seat at the big table, you know, that's when, you know, doors start opening up for oh, yeah. Xbox.
1: Yeah. yeah, and that and that's where I'm just st- stating that I was happy when Crackdown came out because at that point that was the hey, this is the final game from that whole turbulent time, mm. and we're able to kind of go forward and you know we already saw the first game that came out after Crackdown and that was Gears Five. I know not everybody here is completely um praying Mm. to that game Mm. but it wasn't no it (laughs) wasn't crack it was was not crackdown it's an
2: okay game but it's yeah it's it's definitely much more polished than crackdown you know because crackdown was was what
1: seven years in in development oh and then also let's look at it look from another perspective on crackdown um you know when epic games bought the developer that was creating the the what is it? The the wrecking zone. The whole cloud powered multiplayer. Cloud you know, Gen. The Cloud Gen. You know, basically Microsoft was literally th- at this point scrambling, trying to create um a product. Maybe they should have uh, at least scrapped the multiplayer and just put out. Ambitious. It was too ambitious. But not only that, but we all know that Microsoft was in a position where they could have took that developer to court and basically sued the pants off of them for basically. Uh, kind of just walking away on a contract that they had on creating this cloud gen tech. Mm-hmm. And Microsoft decided not to do that because they already knew that they had too much money in Crackdown 3. Should they have just taken Crackdown 3, put out the single player experience for 30 bucks and washed their hands of the rest? Probably more than likely. Yeah.
2: I mean, well I, I, it's funny you, you bring that, that you up about, about that. you know them I I'm surprised they didn't take platinum to, to court and you know recoup their money. They, they could have bankrupted that company
1: see and that, and that's where it's just you know even platinum games came out and wrote kind of a halfway apology letter acknowledging what they did to Scalebound, and that's yeah. one thing even though regardless of uh, platinum games pedigree they came out and admitted that they messed up
3: well they had to <laughs>
1: well
2: yeah, well, yeah they, had, they had to save face because when it started coming out that you know all these these Developers were taking leaves of absence and and yeah. you know mental mental stress days and blah 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 and you know it would just seem like a nightmare on all fronts and Microsoft could have taken them and sued the hell out of them, but they didn't.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I, yeah, you know it's kind of a sore spot for me because I was looking forward to Scalebound and I do yeah, have me some sure. merch, but
2: eh, yeah, I, I still wear my my Scalebound shirt. You know. Uh, you know, regularly. So, yeah. yeah, What? What is
0: that? I remember, guys, I remember going to uh, Fan Expo in Toronto a couple of years ago and I was wearing my Scalebound shirt, right? I go to the Microsoft booth and a couple of the guys running, I think it was the uh, Forza 7 booth. They were like, what are you wearing that shirt here? (laughs) You know, it was like a sore spot. I mean, the guys were just kidding around, you know, they could tell I was, you know, Big yeah, Xbox here's a big
1: question if i may ask um with all the talk about scale bound phil spencer and the rest of the executives have to know how much people really wanted this game to come out and yeah. you know how about i'm you know how do we not know that out of these 15 developers they own that somebody in a back corner office somewhere could be potentially working on this game just because oh, no. of the amount no, of- no 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 no, you, you really you had you had to
2: rip that Band-Aid off and and let it die. I mean, it's a ma- a metric baby. He's
4: like, <laughs> I Because
2: I mean, yeah, exactly. am, am, am I tripping or did they let the IP uh, go the 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 trademark? I don't think so. See, that seems to I, I, maybe it was a different hey, game, but I thought no. I heard some about.
3: Now, do you guys remember when the trademark surfaced again and there was like Hoopla on on Twitter? They Mm. thought it was going to be on the Nintendo. Yeah, it was going crazy.
1: See, that's that's what I mean. Like, If I was at least kind of one of the executives at Microsoft on the Xbox side, I would have to say there's enough hype for the game to justify at least opening up the software and seeing what is really there because technology has changed um maybe we're getting to a point now where a game like that could be possible and that's it's just one of those things where you know i'm going to say for sure that microsoft would not dare say the scale bound game the the scale bound word unless they Mm -hmm. actually physically had something to show
0: well there would be a couple of things like (sighs) I'll be honest, I mean, I wouldn't mind personally. The issue would be which developer would work on it because, you know, you'd want a very competent uh, developer working on that sucker to polish it. Second, would you want, I mean, personally, I would like to utilize the, the Xbox Series X because... I don't know if you guys remember, but when they were showing off Skillbound, that game had terrible frame rates. And it just yeah, yeah, got, like, see, That's,
1: that's what murder I'm looking at. That, that, That's what I'm saying is with the Series X, we're going to have mm-hmm. potentially wa- groundbreaking games just on the experiences alone because of the tech involved. Um, you know, we're going to be having consoles at, at 9 teraflops, uh, 12 teraflops. We're going to have some experiences that weren't able to be done before and movie, definitely
3: movie quality experiences yeah, yeah and
1: with a i'm not saying the initiative would be the company to work on it but there is enough talent in the initiative to justify at least opening up the software and seeing what exactly is there to work with
2: man the initiative has a squad of all-stars
4: oh mm-hmm. my god
0: now i'm, I'm actually kind of yep. curious guys like how much of that game was finished because i mean they had good chunks of it done from the looks of it i mean
2: yeah I, if I were to guess, I'd say probably eighty percent.
1: See, that's what I mean. The assets are there. You already have all the labor and money poured into creating it. So it's not like you're gonna have this huge development cycle. You're just gonna have to take what's there and get it working.
3: Now, the only thing in my opinion that was a question mark with with um, platinum games was the online aspect of scalebound and they've right, never handled- they never were- have yeah yeah they've never handled a project like that i don't think ever uh, as far as the online functionality of 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 uh of skillbound so i don't know i mean who knows
2: maybe that was a big part of it that's why they scrapped it you know what i mean yeah. trying to you know crack that that would have been you know big cuz i like i said i heard you know a couple months, a couple months before it was scrapped that people were working on it in Redmond and they were just like up in arms like, um, what do we do? Like, they had no idea what to do with it. They, you know, because obviously they tried to clean up the mess that, you know, Platinum's made. And mm-hmm. from there, it was just a shit show to, you know, downhill. hmm
3: well, well, guys... The, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I, I think the first time it was shown, it was, it was great. The second time it was shown the, mon- the uh, multiplayer aspect of the game.
2: Right. It was a that's when it got murdered.
3: Fucking disaster. hmm Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah, because wasn't Phil
2: playing it at E3? And uh, yeah. he's playing co-op, yeah. Yeah.
1: I guess from whatever Phil Spencer played is the whole reason why he wanted to can the game because, you know, that... No, years- yeah,
2: that wasn't it. it. It was a development cycle, and, and you know, well, they, uh, they hit a wall with it.
1: See, and I was just with Phils. It was what he saw, what he experienced, how much time they had wrapped up in it, and all the money. And they just, you know, like you said, hit a wall. And at that point,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, and they, they already dumped too much damn money into the game, where it was just a complete loss. They know they can never recoup their their dough. So, mm-hmm. well, yeah.
3: hold on one second, South. You remember at the E three when uh, you know Scalebound eventually got canceled um the face on I forgot his name the head of, of platinum games his Tamea. face all, do you remember that his face he was a dickhead. On, oh my god you said hi to him he didn't want to say hi uh he was just a complete douche and yeah
2: also- if uh if I wasn't friends with people at Xbox he he wouldn't have said nothing to me he wouldn't you know I mean he would have never uh talked to me who are we talking about the, they had a, Kamea,
3: yeah.
1: Kamea. Who
2: is he? They
3: had the had a Platinum game. Okay, okay. We we seen him remember? at E3, and he was just had a shit face on. He didn't say hi well, to everybody. Remember, at that,
2: that, that time, he was blocking everybody on
1: Twitter, and, you oh. know, and wow, <laughs> <pressing laughs> people out. Isn't Platinum the company that does Bayonetta? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, and he just basically said the Nintendo menu looks like shit. That was his words exactly.
3: <laughs> the, oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, actually, that's he's insane. really honest. At the time, it didn't look
1: like shit. <laughs> No, this was an article just from the other day. Like, he just said yeah. this very recently.
3: He did say that.
0: <laughs>
3: it's, uh, it still looks like shit. I would agree with him.
0: <laughs> uh, well, it's funny how we moved on to Scalebound, but, uh, guys, I'm going to yeah. wrap up uh, the ZeniMax conversation. So I think we're all in agreement here that probably, you know, they, it's probably just a bunch of smoke and hot air about the whole ZeniMax Sony thing.
3: Well, I I'll tell you one thing, Invader. If let's say hypothetical, if they do pick them up, you're talking about game changing, uh, you know, stuff here. Yeah. If, if yeah. Sony or Microsoft picks up uh, ZeniMax, it's a game changer, uh, and that's the bottom line. Uh, you know.
2: let me expand on that one one second, oh, real quick. Go ahead. Um, if Zenimax is really, you know, wanting to sell, they'd be stupid to just say, you know, we're, we're in talks with Sony. They'd like, they'd, you know, whisper something in the field They're like, hey, we're thinking about letting it in Sony's very interested. And I think damn well, Phil will be on the phone with Satya that minute, like, hey, um, we're gonna lose a big chunk of land, mm-hmm. so we, we need to move quickly. How,
1: if yeah. I may also throw one last thing, sorry, uh, Invader, but. Regardless of it's Sony or Microsoft, if Bethesda is up for sale, one of those guys need to pick them up before Google or Amazon, because yeah, if Google absolutely. or Amazon acquire Bethesda, oh, you have yeah. an automatic superpower in gaming overnight. The only problem with that, the only problem
2: with that is they don't have the 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 system to to supply it to actually. Put it to work, and for it With to be Stadia, like you know, that, console exclusive, I don't, I don't think it's, it's that they could, can really sustain it.
1: I don't know, but that's what I'm saying. The one company I'm worried about is Google because of the Stadia, and if they acquire Bethesda all those games be become exclusives overnight and they're yep. all stuck on that platform and it would break yep. my heart because of fallout and ESO and elder scrolls in general. I mean, like it would completely there, break a there, lot of people's hearts.
3: There'd be a fucking riot to be honest, <laughs> yeah, hell yeah! but you know what? This, this is what I'm worried about. And I'm worried about a couple things is number one, what happens if Xbox does not make any moves going forward? And somebody like an Amazon and somebody like a Google picks up one of these big-time companies like Bethesda and like CD Projekt Red. And I worry about that. Is Xbox going to be left behind?
2: Well, right. see, and, and and that's what I'm saying. It'd be, it, it would behoove ZeniMax to create a bidding war and get the yeah. most bang for their buck.
1: See, yeah. if it became a bidding war, I, that's when Sony that would be Xbox, out of the picture
2: right and asking the xbox you know fi- you know to have the the final the financial financial with you know with yeah to, to take care of it you know what i mean to close the, jail in the end.
0: i hear you mm-hmm. absolutely well again it'll be interesting i've heard both sony i've heard murmurs of microsoft hey again amazon is definitely getting to the thick of things and you never know who might <laughs> spring up right But anyways, fellas, I'm going to move on to our next topic, probably our last big topic for the evening, and we've got some interesting news coming out of the studio, The Initiative. Now, since being established back in 2018, they've been very secretive on what they've been working on. Now, in a recent Game Informer interview with Xbox Game Studios head Matt Booty, some info got dropped, stating that, Booty tells me we'll learn more over the next 12 months mm-hmm. hinting that we may see a reveal at E3 2020. Also studio designer uh, design director Drew Murray also chimed in saying that they've been getting help from other internal studios namely
2: the coalition sharing. Oh if
3: they're getting help from the coalition I'm running for COVID. Well
2: you know right coalition <laughs> they, they, they know how to use the Unreal Engine So, So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. because if you remember, the coalition actually helped uh, 343 also. Yeah, Yeah. Mm, they've been
0: doing some things. Yeah, but they've been sharing design features and so on. And they've also been the first studio of the coalition to actually play the game, to test out the game. So, you know, very interesting there. But guys, definitely, you know, there's some tidbits dropped there. Are any of you surprised that the game is this far along already?
2: No, we don't know, not we at don't, all. Know, we don't know, I, how I know how far the game has been is. Playable for at least uh, at least a year. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. we don't know. I mean, we still don't
2: know how far along it is. Who knows? I, honestly, I I would say that it, it's i well, it, it not really a launch title for the series X, but damn damn close. Hey, they, I, I, they, I say first quarter twenty twenty one,
3: what if they fucking come out and you know? And in june and say hey surprise our game's coming out launch day one
2: (laughs) it it, would be a surprise but honestly not really because i think they're pretty far along in development yeah i mean i'll be honest i'm kind of surprised they are where they're at
0: and they're still hiring guys only what uh, a week ago coincidentally they nabbed another big talent from uh you know, uh Sony Santa Monica.
2: Uh, well, cause you know what? Listen, I'm gonna go on a limb and say they're working on multiple titles, not just one.
0: Because yeah, they picked up an environmental artist, Eric Jacobson. Like they keep nabbing guys from yeah,
2: like Sony. Yeah, you know, they got people from uh the tomb raider uh developers they got like you said sony you know from god awards sony santa monica well, they, they got an all-star team and, I, and like i said i think they're working on multiple titles
3: so uh, okay this is why i disagree with you guys whether or not how far along it is number one is you got to remember this this studios in out in los angeles And the California labor laws are much more different, much more less strenuous than they are in a different state and a different country. These guys work eight hours a day. And if they work overtime, they have to get paid if they're in the state of California. Now, um, it's not like, you know. Yeah, but that's only after 40
2: hours, dude. Come on. I mean, yeah, there's no slave labor going on. But I. Like I said, right. I, they've had a game that's playable for over a year, and I and, know that for a fact.
1: And Microsoft takes pride in the fact that they don't have crunch issues in their in their studios,
2: right? Yeah, and it seems like everybody that's had initiative so far are very happy, and they're they're if, they're touting it.
3: If they don't have crunch, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> maybe that's why they. No, every, every company has
2: crunch.
1: Well, the, I'm <laughs> saying the crunch issues, and I'm saying that's one of the reasons why. Mike, the initiative has probably scored some of these big-time developers because, like, literally, who would want to like who would want to work for a company that allows you to have no family time, no personal time? Um, Microsoft, I'm pretty sure they have times where you got to kind of go, you know, to the wall and grind hard, but they don't have the crunch issues of like people being locked in the office or turning off the AC and all this other stuff. (laughs) You know, I'm just saying that it's it's definitely
2: not a rock star
0: situation mm-hmm it's just i'm really curious to see what kind of a game they're making i mean I, I would like to presume some kind of a like third person game some kind of like action adventure type something like that i mean there was some uh there was some well if, if you go off the, the you
2: know the developers that they've hired it's all come from like the God of War, Tomb Raider, you know, background, the the uh, Insomniac type. It's definitely a third person action adventure.
3: And wouldn't you guys laugh? If they're the ones that are creating Fable.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, that would be shocking, honestly. Yeah.
3: That would be. Uh, you know what? I just.
0: I, I thought about that from I think about that from time to time but I don't know I just I just think that fable is such intrinsically like they want to keep it british in some form that I really do think playground yeah. is working on it
1: They're going to come out and tell us that they've been working on crackdown 4 <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh yeah the big uh A quadruple realistic one Yeah no cell shading Oh it is mm. uh, what if like I wonder if they're going to address something in their catalog in Microsoft Microsoft's catalog that they just don't have for IPs. Like, wouldn't it be interesting if they were working on, let's say, like a third person horror game, like maybe something similar to Silent Hill?
2: Would any of oh, you be I, down for I, that? I love,
3: I love good, good horror games.
2: Nah, mm-hmm. I think the, the the horror games are too too niche type. Uh, yeah. Horror. Yeah.
1: In I mind, didn't want to 100%.
2: say that. I'm glad it, 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 it limits their yeah. It limits there. selling, you know, potential. I, I, like I said, I think it's going to be a, a kind of uncharted type game.
4: Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think.
3: It, I don't think it limits the selling potential because. Well, if you look it, at the is, of, I mean, well, if you, you look like at the, if
1: you look
3: at the, yeah, if you look at the age of the average gamer now, it's a non-factor you know it's something like what 37 38 something like that
2: no i'm, I'm
1: not I don't that old it old.
2: happening because it, it's kind of like uh, um, it's a risk to for your first game to come out and be a horror game no if, if it's I good no if it's good you know it, it could be a suspense game but uh, an actual horror game no i don't i don't see it happening
1: you see that I'm kind of right there too because of the fact of how Microsoft is, they want to create a game for everybody, and mm, a horror right. game does kind of put it like to where some people aren't gonna want to mess with something like that. Cause yeah. you know I, 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 since since you're on, when you say that, you get my hopes down. I, I'm just saying <laughs> I, I, I hope do well, something great. I'm not I'm just saying it's not gonna be nothing on the scale of like the evil within.
0: If they're creating a game for everybody, then eventually they're going to have to uh, address that at some point, like the uh, spooky psychological thriller Mm. game.
1: Like, see, really? I I, I understand that everybody wants a mature rated game, um, you know, on the Xbox from their first party studios. But, you know, I'm a big, big movie buff. Could you imagine how much money it would cost uh, a title like Star Wars if it was rated R? Like you got to basically sometimes, you know, make a title that, you know, is mature, but isn't so mature that it's going to kind of nick some of the audience that could participate in that game and that's it's yeah that then way then in the there's the always
2: another side of the coin to that because look at like a joker or a deadpool type you know what i mean like yeah. dude,
1: there was but that i'm glad you mentioned deadpool because that was one of the biggest biggest things was why they had a hard time making those two movies was because of the rated r um rating was that they were really worried about the money that they were going to lose obviously it was well received. They made a lot of money. They saw the potential. Well, they knew it was going to be when that
2: trailer came out. That the you know the, the screen the, the the test footage. I, I know. As what soon you're as saying. they knew that that blew up, no, they knew that they had a hit on their hands.
3: I know what you're saying, but you don't lose money. You lose sales, but you don't lose money. There's a difference between the
1: two. Okay, well, yeah, it, but that's the idea. When you look at sales. That's what the only thing is, is like when you look at sales numbers and when your sales numbers drops because of yeah. a PG-13 versus rated R, they don't look yeah. at it as like as a loss of sales. They look at that as a full loss of money because that is potential revenue that they're not going to see.
3: Well, what I'm saying is you're not – it's an arguing point, but you're not losing money potentially. You know what I mean? It's just
1: – yeah. But I understand uh, we need an adult are game, right? but – we, I'm just hoping whatever they're cooking up definitely kind of, you know, basically makes everybody happy. But I don't know if it's going to be horror based. Um, no, it,
2: it's it definitely be a mature game, but it's not going to be horror based. And you know, it, it's something that the Xbox is sorely lacking right now, and it's going to scratch the itch that most Xbox gamers have.
0: Mm-hmm. Well. It's interesting. all oh, d- definitely something, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're trying to ra- uh, rival Naughty Dog in some capacity. Right.
2: right? That's what I said. It's going to be like a Last of Us type, you know, or, or Uncharted, you know, some definitely photorealistic, you know, uh, graphics. And uh, Naughty and Dog, gra- Naughty Dog came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It's like they, they were making, you know, these
3: Crash Bandicoot and now all of a sudden they're making these mature titles which were bigger hits well crash bandicoot was huge no doubt
2: yeah yeah with the little kids crash was huge you know and and then when uncharted came out or uncharted 2 is actually the one that that blew them up uncharted one wasn't that good
1: yeah see naughty dog is a perfect example of what microsoft is trying to do with a studio they want them to start off small creating great titles that everybody knows and loves and eventually grows them into the powerhouse that we see today.
0: Oh, they they definitely they're like, like doing. two-team studio. That's gonna mm-hmm. be a two-team studio, no doubt. They're doing that with basically all their teams, all their yeah. studios. Like it's look,
2: look at Obsidian. The obsidian's working on three games right now. Well right.
3: obsidian's a big developer. They're a big dev.
2: Yeah, well, you know, and I love that they're, you know, they're they're letting them work on a passion project while also working on something that Xbox wants. You know what I mean? To keep the developers happy, but also, you know, keeping the bottom line happy.
3: And that's another developer I've never, I've never played a bad game of theirs. It was Obsidian. I've never played a bad game of right.
2: Didn't didn't they make a Star Wars game as well? Oh yeah, yeah.
3: oh Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. One one of the. uh,
3: I would argue to say the Sith Lords was just as good, if not better, than, uh, uh of the Republic. Of the Republic. The only thing was people were sh- uh, shot on the ending, man, of Old the Republic. They're like, that ending was the craziest ending ever. Yeah, or, like, see, yeah sorry, I, how, I never really played RPG through.
2: games, so i you know, honestly, my first big RPG game was, uh, uh, Mass Effect, and that's a good one, very good one. Yeah. That 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 kind of you know because I always hated you know uh, dialogues you had to pick and all that. It, to me, I I like a continuous game. You know what I mean. So yeah. Mass Effect came out. It was kind of revolutionary for me and and got yeah. me into that. And then from there, I went to Fallout Three. You know, so
1: yeah. you skipped two. What you skipped Mass Effect two? No 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 no. I'm talking about Mass Effect oh, one.
3: Yeah, he was talking about one. No, but from...
1: then you went to Mass Effect. You said you did Mass Effect one and then you went to Mass Effect three. No, no I, 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 I said,
2: uh,
3: I know, you, I, say I know. What you meant. 3? No, I, I know. Meant Fallout. 3. Yeah, you meant, you know, you said Fallout. He misheard you
2: misheard, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Oh, sorry. I'm just, <laughs> never mind.
2: Yeah, you got me confused. I'm like,
1: I thought he said that. No, no. I'm like, no, I'm Mass Effect two was one of the best games I've ever played in my life. See, yeah, I'm definitely, mine was with Kotor. And I remember going into a GameStop when Mass Effect, the original <laughs> game, came out and being convinced by a GameStop employee. Because back in those days, that's when you could listen to them and they would show you the right things without having to, you know, be sold something because their manager told them to sell it. But right. anyway, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> neat,
2: yeah. just, with the new console generation, they're not so biased towards one, you know, Allegiant. Yeah.
1: But I remember I had I was convinced to buy that Mass Effect game by a GameStop employee and I took it home and I was completely mind blown. Mm-hmm.
3: You know, yeah. let me since you're on, let me tell you something about GameStop. Oh boy. Think <laughs> of it was cutthroat. And if you weren't hitting your numbers, they'd it, it fire you and oh. if you're a man and if you're a manager they'd fire you. you don't hit you weren't hitting your numbers no that's they'd the only get thing. rid of your fucking ass
1: and that's the only thing like my wife has been mm-hmm. in retail for years um yeah. i understand the whole idea of numbers uh how many people walk through the door versus how yeah. many people that buy stuff they don't care how many people are in the store if you ain't selling nothing you you get definitely passed on in a second and the funny part is though That isn't um, the employee's fault. That's the upper, that's the actual uh, corporate uh, mentality of basically trying to make an employee essentially hold a gun to someone's head to make a purchase. And it puts it in an awkward position. People are constantly worried about their jobs as a result of that. And it creates a stressful work work environment. And we all see now that mentality is literally going to put that place out of business in the next five to 10 years. And you know, and that,
2: that's why I stopped working. I mean, stop not working, but stopped buying from GameStop. Is anytime I went to go buy a game and yeah. say, Oh, for what oh, for PlayStation? No, Xbox. Uh why? And I was like,
1: Dude, What does it matter? Am I spending your money? I went into <laughs> I play I play head games with the GameStop employees at this point. When I went in to buy my PS4 Pro because I knew I was getting it, I thought I'd joke around and ask the employee, convince me to get a PS4 Pro. And he looked me right in the face, and he's like, well, there's no difference between the Xbox One X and the PS4 Pro. That was what he started off with, and he noticed the change in expression in my face. He's like, what I say? I was like, you lied to me.
3: No. he's like, you lied to me. No, he didn't lie to you. Some of them are just trying to sell you, and they're not informed on what to sell you on. That's what it comes down. He didn't didn't technically lie to
1: you. Maybe, maybe not, but I'm just saying, if you can pull up your phone and read the (laughs) specs on both consoles... They ain't the same, <laughs> and that's well, well, a well, 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 you, you know difference.
2: Come on, fuck out of here.
1: I'm, yeah. I'm just saying it, it blew my mind when I mean, he's like, There's no difference, and then I, like, I was like, You lied to me, and he's like, and like all of a sudden he reaches in that bag of pony tricks, and well, Xbox has no games, and I'm just like, Oh my god, we're just gonna go with that. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Mm-hmm. Now,
0: guys, uh, moving on. What will probably be our last topic of the evening? Just
3: what well, we've been playing for the what? past little while. Yeah, you said that last topic, but okay, whatever.
0: Well, I <laughs> yeah. said it was going to be. Well, <laughs> <No, laughs> you <laughs> were paying <laughs> attention. Hey, hey,
3: hey, what the uh, hell? They, everyone else heard what I heard, right, guys?
1: As long as, I, yep. as long as we're not uh, here for like another, say
3: big topic.
1: Come on, <laughs> as get as your as shit
3: together, true. Invader.
0: Let's go. Oh, All on, right, I just want to fun. know. What we've been playing, just something
1: very quick, oh, you know, easy. To his bathroom tear down, I, Invader for such wait, an wait, wait. easy topic, guys. No, that
3: and makes... I and I gotta, we gotta get Shockley in here. Shockley, you haven't said a damn word for like an hour. <laughs> <For> an hour. <laughs> What's going on with you, brother? Shockley,
1: he, oh, I know he's been God. having issues with his browser.
3: All right, okay. shock, shock, Marco, Mark Polo. <laughs> <laughs> so, so look at him. Okay. He's
2: not saying anything.
3: So, my favorite 2009 that's a tough one because I can tell you what's not on my list is Gears of War 5. Talk about a uh, disappointment. But yeah, I'm, sure
2: I'm, if, I'm surprised. Yeah,
3: I'm sure if uh Rod and team will ever get their shit together over well, there, just like Mr. Duncan at Rare. But uh, as far as my favorite game last year, I really, I'm really enjoying Death Stranding on the PlayStation. I think, uh Remedies Control is good. Luigi Mansion Three with Invader. That Luigi Mansion's fun, right? Oh, thank it's you, fantastic! Oh, thank it you, is... Vader. Thank you. No, it is um, like just a pure
0: like pleasure of a gaming experience.
3: <laughs> the Outer Worlds was great. I'm still working on that one, but Death Stranding's got my uh, my attention right now. Uh, Resident Evil Two. Um, but if I had to just pick one game it'd probably be Sekiro uh, I think just the level design the uh, difficulty in gameplay uh, was top notch if you guys haven't played it yet you guys got to play it. it's excellent
2: which game yeah want to play it Sekiro yeah.
1: oh so, okay so maybe one of these days Sekiro I'm just he said Death Stranding <laughs> is got a lot of his attention which is uh Probably why he just seems so calm and demeanor. you know, because he's a boring person,
2: so yeah, <laughs> walking around you know okay, with, a, look with a big package on your back is, is fucking great. No, I, no. I'm not saying it look great, but uh you know, to so, me, I don't really care for walking simulators.
3: Look at the game is boring. Yes, it is boring. It oh my god, up. here we go. This is the it.
1: game of the generation, but it's boring just it, like it, all the gaming
3: journalists. It opens up later, but I'll tell you this one there's a, an addictiveness to uh you know navigating through the terrain and you actually feel tension in the game when you when you and you see the the enemies in the game and obviously um i i just had had a good time with it so i'm still having a good time with it uh i think it's a good game
1: no don't get me wrong i'm going to check it out
2: you hey, you sound like a guy trying to uh you know stick up for a fat chick these banging sell sell a used car
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, know, she she ain't
2: that pretty but you know what she's fun to hang around with. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've said that before you're right you're right self.
0: uh too good uh centurion what's uh you know some of your favorite games of uh, the the well, 2019
1: some of my favorite games of 2019 wow um Oh, what if I, I actually will say I will put control out there. I enjoyed playing control um, Jedi Fallen Order. Yep. I'm trying to think of all the games I've actually made time to play this gener, uh, this 2019 um, mm. man. I've just been all over the place. Honestly, I've also been playing a lot of my backlog, like trying to finish up all the DLC for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Mm. Uh, I finally finished uh, World War Two um the call of duty world war ii um hey what,
3: what did you think of the campaign
1: i actually enjoyed the campaign it, it was good um definitely different um i enjoyed it i'm a big world war ii fan i i will definitely say um it, it like you could also see some of the actors that they had in the actual campaign because they like the one guy i forget what show i've seen him in but um the um like the second in command before a dude died and he became like the main commander of the mm. unit. Um, but what was another one? I finally finished uh, Outer Worlds. I even kind of been dabbling around Ooh. with that. Um, Into the Sun. I remember you guys putting that in chat. That's how I found that game. Like, the oh game that yeah,
3: like- Into the Sun is uh, kind of like Bioshock, right?
1: It's kind of like Bioshock. Yes, it's definitely a walking simulator. You're I'm not
2: familiar with it.
1: Into the Sun, the story is uh, your sister went to be on this Mm -hmm. massive ship called the Helios, which is operated and owned by Nikola Tesla and his corporation. The game revolves heavily Mm -hmm. around Nikola Tesla. There's actually a museum on the ship dedicated to him to kind of educate you what he's done. It's definitely a walking simulator. You're not, like, using weapons or anything like that. You're solving carvings uh, in a story. I wouldn't, I wouldn't story. call it a
3: walking simulator. but No,
1: no, not by any means because at one time, like, there's times you're running down corridors, running from somebody trying to stab you. And if he yeah. gets a hold of you, I mean, you fall to the ground and you've got to stare, dude, while he's, like, stabbing you multiple times, killing you, and then the game kind of resets back to the checkpoint and you kind of go from there. Um, yeah. But I've also been getting back into um, – What is it? Jurassic Park Evolution. Nothing like a good time waster of a game where it's kind of like Zoo Tycoon, just more adult rated. But Mm -hmm. hey, it if you guys haven't checked it out, I know it's still in Games with Gold. You should really check it out if you're into something like that. Just it. Well, this game will go for January,
2: right?
1: Huh? Yeah.
2: This game games will go for January.
1: Yeah, and I actually have enjoyed it, but I mean, like you know it it holds your hand at first but as you start getting to the other islands it gets more and more difficult um because you got to worry about all sorts of stuff like you got to worry about hurricanes coming in and just destroying everything dinosaurs running amok and eating people um just all that stuff
0: sounds fantastic uh southie What uh, what uh, were some of your favorite games of last year
2: uh honestly uh jedi fallen order was was probably the the top of my list um you know um something like,
3: yeah, yeah, likes that barbie's adventure and and Barbie. hell
2: yeah barbie's my girl don't even don't even <laughs> hate. Her. nah you know what um layers of fear 2 was really good oh, that um, was a good one yeah, so I, I but I, at the top of my list is definitely Jedi Fallen Order. I, I'm i stuck on fucking what's his name, but yeah, I, I've had a lot of fun. It's kept my attention, you know. I'm not big on, on like puzzle games because I'm a little bit dumb, but yeah, I, I you know, I figured them out eventually. So hey, it's kept that my that.
3: attention. Don't
2: say that. I, I'm a little slow, you mean, but me yeah, sad. you make me sad. <laughs> <laughs> no, um. Yeah, so that's that's pretty. M- oh, you know what? Uh, also was was uh, good because it came out this year too. It was uh, Ace Combat Seven, right? That, that came out yeah. this year. Yes, yeah. yes, that was I was actually playing that one game.
1: too. Yeah,
2: yeah. So yeah, that, that that'd be my two top of the list. Uh, Gears, I wanted to love it more than I actually did. So I, uh, it. I was so disappointed in Gears. I just wanted, you to know, start- it, it it started off really good, but you know, what, it just I I just feel like playing as kate it's kind of you feel shoehorned a little bit like it's it's forced you know mm-hmm. it, like they like like the coalition mm-hmm. is trying to stay woke in the, this me too movement you know it's just oh, like i said it's just you know the, it's the, almost like they don't they know what to do with the, with the,
3: it's almost like they don't know what to do with the content it's just weird mm-hmm.
2: yeah it just seems it's like just you got boring. these big Like, like it didn't need to be this open world game. You know what I mean? Gears is notorious for being, yeah, notorious for being, you know, on the rails. You know, a linear game and trying to open it up into, you know, an open map. It was was a little bit weird to me, and it Mm -hmm. just, you know, these big ass, you know, set pieces felt felt empty to me. Especially yeah. when you get to like that mm-hmm. that the red part of the planet, you know what I mean? And all this the de- desert just seemed like it was so like just spacious and spotty. It was it was too much.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, if I can so. ask a question, when you said shoehorned, how about the end of the game? When well, I'm at... oh, never mind then. Yeah. Yeah, but
3: I mean, towards the end uh, the end of the game, does a make up for all the fucking so no, the but rest of the game?
1: Maybe Downer will understand at the at the end of the game when you got to make that choice. It almost oh, I know about it,
2: the choice. Yeah,
3: it, I've already, it uh, almost uh,
1: feels yeah. like you were shoehorned into. Choosing one person more over the other just because of what they did with the character. Well, they did previously, the...
2: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, because they like, made JD look just... like dirtbag the whole fucking first half I'm, of the game,
1: and and, and not to yeah. mention uh, Dell was with you, and at that point you're just right, like, no, yeah. Del's my buddy, JD's the a hole." Where's the knife at?
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, see, and to me, that when it comes to that decision, I'm always gonna pick JD because this years is mark it's a phoenix game mm. <clears throat> and, and and it's to stay that that way and
1: and also i feel like the ending is more emotional because like when you actually see how phoenix reacts and that whole thing when you like i mean you're just like holy cow this whole war, this whole war with the locust has literally taken everything from him
0: mhm I mean, there are yeah. some interesting spots to it, but I mean, I do feel kind of st- like I'm kind of torn with the way that they are taking it. Me personally, um I, I just I, I don't really know how I feel. Like Kate personally doesn't really do anything
2: for me. No, she's, she's kind of bland. You know what I mean? For her being like, you know, the granddaughter or whatever and supposed to be like the chosen uh, to me, it, it like it's just, it feels forced. Well, and she's not interesting. It's weird
0: going from like you play as JD in the first game, then or Bro, you know, when game, it, when I mean,
2: from the original trilogy, Marcus always felt like a beast. Kate doesn't feel like she's just like meh, whatever. Like, they have not, they have, ab- nothing special about it.
3: yeah, they have no absolutely no idea what to do with the characters, they have absolutely no idea what to do with the world of, of Gears. It's just a disgrace. I'm just, I'm tired of, of fucking what's his name. <laughs> tired, I'm tired of Rod. He needs to get some good whiskey. Yeah,
2: I know. I know. You always say, Oh, we're drinking too much whiskey and shit. But no, mm. I, I I think Rod, you know, he he does well with running studios, obviously. You know what I mean? But I just when it came to the story of Gears 5, it just so far, you know, I'm I'm on uh, act four. So I'm I'm almost done with it. But yeah, it's just uh, I I can't
3: i don't don't have like
2: man i want to finish it you know what i mean i just i haven't really like yeah i'll get to it so depressing dude
1: see i don't Mm -hmm. want to tear i liked gears 5 i like the story um it definitely love it all right i'm gonna i'm not gonna but i mean you found out more about the locusts in this game than you did in any other game um it felt like there at least it wasn't a hollow game. You know, people didn't weren't, weren't receptive of Kate, but at least there was still the story there. They they actually made something that you kind of were interested in kind of knowing what was happening. And then by the time you do get to the third planet, I mean the red planet, it obviously that whole idea of just having to rebuild the hammer of dawn and all that, you kind of felt like the story was almost paused until you get to like the 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 main city and and you know and and you know re you know fixing the, the,
2: the uh the satellite or whatever the hell it is you know when you had to fix the rocket to me that was so boring oh my I, god I
1: will say that like the whole that the whole satellite thing and then the final act um it it, it got a little bit more interesting and well how many acts is it act? is it five or four there's five Four. okay, a- all right, or so yeah, there's I'm, I'm, five I'm, I'm pretty
2: much for through uh act four.
1: So, mm-hmm. act five, you get access to the hammer of dawn, and it, it, it makes it a little bit more funner at that point because I mean, you're just like wreaking havoc with it and everything else. And there's actually a really good boss fight at the end, um, involving the uh, the rail guns on the city and everything, and mm-hmm. it gets really fun. Um, but it just does feel like the, the story itself takes a pause until you make that decision of either JD or Dell. And then from that point forward, obviously you start kind of ending the whole game out. And then, you know, you have that climactic ending, especially if you pick JD. Um, and it just does mm-hmm. feel like there's a big moment of story. Well, gap. See,
2: and I think that's why I'm kind of lagging because it seems like no matter what I choose, they're going to, they're going to shoot. Uh, they're going to force you in the next game. And it's not going to be what I chose
1: see that's the only thing i don't know because if we we talked about mass effect 2 earlier uh in the beginning of mass effect 2 they they nonchalantly got you to re it was kind of like an interrogation you know that whole thing of like oh you had amnesia let's talk about the choices you made uh did you choose did you choose to save the council or kill them oh i saved them uh did you choose to kill rex or save rex you know they kind of somehow manipulated it to where you were able to answer these questions that were lining up the decisions you made into the second game um and i think it's going to be something on that scale of when you start gear six of where they kind of like that whole thing of you know do you remember the events and blah 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 and you're probably gonna have that question of like yeah i had to choose to save blah 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 and then at that point it's gonna set the game up because in my opinion you're gonna have either dell or jd standing next to you and you're gonna have the person that you the decision you made at the end of the game reflect who's standing next to the queen
4: I think they could just take your saves. Unlike last gen with Mass Effect PS3. Oh shit! That look ability. who's back. There's nice. another guy in here. No. What? Well, stream- What's up? Streamyard has so many tef- technical difficulties. If you're not using a computer, it's like mm. I can mm. hear you. You can't hear me. I don't know.
0: Are, well, are you using Chrome right now?
4: I tried using Chrome. Chrome doesn't. Chrome tells me to use Safari. Like if I'm using oh, my phone. Okay. It's an Apple phone, so I don't know. Hmm. All
0: right. Uh. Well, shock. What were uh, what were some of your uh highlights, game highlights from last year?
4: Uh. Yeah. I would say last year probably my two favorites, which were up for game of the year, were uh, probably Sekiro is probably my favorite one, even though I haven't finished yeah. it. Uh, I've gotten too. like halfway. Um. And Resident Evil Two. Yeah. Definitely, that was my highlight. Resident. I used to play the Resident Evil Two. Uh. Like, OG one million different times on all different platforms that it's on. Um just trying to think what else came out after that long summer drought where there wasn't shit. Um I think I've just started in Borderlands so I can't really give too much on that yet. But I would have to say Secure is definitely my top one.
3: Ooh, we gotta play some Borderlands three shock.
2: Yeah, Borderlands yeah, tales
1: so
3: Yeah, I think I think Centurion plays too. We got. I do too, man.
1: I'm gonna still say it. I'm I'm still um, what's his face? Um, in the beginning, that wears the mask. That like literally, he fights you with the wall of dubstep. (laughs) I'm sorry, but that was totally freaking cool when that went down. I was like, all right, all right. I think the game just went up a couple points for me on this whole fight right here. This is awesome. (laughs) yeah
2: that's what I love about about those games they're 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 so funny you know oh, the, like they, yeah. they, 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 the humor is totally up my alley. I love it.
1: I think yeah. it was like face mask or something is what they <laughs> call them
0: <laughs> Well as far as games go for me for last year, Ace Combat 7 like Southie was saying like I just had an absolute blast playing that game a really good fighter game awesome soundtrack just it really kept you involved like it just it was just a real blast I really enjoyed that game and I highly recommend it to anybody out there looking for a good like uh playing game fighter game also devil may cry five I freaking love that that was a great one there's a lot of good games this year there were there really were I just I, I was I wasn't really like I was going into that game thinking oh you know I'll, I'll give it a shot right and i just ended up loving it like i lots you know fast-paced action story was cool i mean you get lost at times with the story but either way like it just it kept it kept you really invigorated really interested throughout the game and i just Ooh, had a blast it. Whoa. oh yeah definitely you know
2: just <laughs> yeah <laughs> but
0: either way got yeah there was a lot of good games that came out last year and it's hard to list off every all of them but you know what i had a blast playing through pretty much all the games that uh came out last year like just a lot of quality coming out these
3: days it's uh, fucking hot in here jesus my <laughs> the heater on is like 90 degrees <laughs> sweating my ass off all right. All
0: right. And on that note, guys, I think we're going to end off the show. And, hey, some really good points and conversations had. And, hey, uh, thanks to everybody that joined us live. We definitely appreciate the love and support that you show the show. Guys like Jigo Kukin, Dreadpool. Uh, who else do we got here? Victor Alistine. Thank you very we much for joining. Uh, Dragons TV. Oh, thanks, bud, for showing up again tlr9 thanks for joining bud on nine lives don't forget ashinzo
2: and don't forget mike mullis
0: yeah mike mullis mr Mr. Lg gaming stinger was here we had mr boomstick xl drop in from double barrel gaming a wonderful guy definitely check out his content oh stick figure also joined us uh z black rider Lots and lots of cool people join us. Thank you very much, guys, for your support. And if you happen to enjoy tonight's content, then please su- sub- uh, consider subscribing and definitely share this out. That would, We would really like that. Now on to the outro. Centurion, awesome show tonight. Where can everybody follow you?
1: Uh, you guys can always find me on YouTube, Twitter, and... Um, yeah, YouTube, Twitter, and... Wow, I'm having a brain fart. YouTube, Twitter. I know there's a third one out there, but you can always find me at Centurion1307. Xbox Live, there's the other one. Holy cow. I've been—I had a brain fart right now. I don't know where that came from. Drinking the Kool-Aid. I am not drinking the Kool-Aid, no, because of the (laughs) fact that I am actually probably got Star Wars hype on my mind because here in the next hour and a half, I'm going to be sitting in the theater watching the final Star Wars movie of the Skywalker saga. Don't tell state. me nothing about it. I will freak out and find out whatever state you're in. But right. no, definitely, <laughs> um, I'm ready to see this movie. But uh, anyways, um, everybody
3: dies. Just to
1: let you know. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> anyways, as always, doesn't relate guys- to look
2: anybody's, uh, you know, predictions or expectations.
1: Oh, man. Here's the thing. I don't have my expectations high or anything like that because I understand that I'm not one of these people that live or die by the decisions of these you know, movie companies. Was the last movie great? No. But did I completely cry over it and want to burn down Disney? No. But uh, anyways um as always you guys can find me sitting here with you every sunday on txr podcast i also do saltiest gaming podcast on thursdays and the shop podcast with ptk blam on saturdays and not this monday but next monday i will be on Boomstick's show uh mr primetime gaming with mr boomstick and friends and i also let invader know That I apologize, gentlemen, but next Sunday I will not be here because my wife decided to go off and have this thing called a birthday out of nowhere. Damn her. her. Damn (laughs) her. What the hell? But no, we're going to be. How uh, dare she? I'm taking her to a resort uh, for that day and everything else. Ooh. And we're just going to spend some time together. And so, Ooh. yeah, I, I was going to try to bring my laptop with me and actually podcast from the hotel room, nah, but you know, she kind of gave me that, wifey, bro. Look, right. But she gave me that look. And also I can't guarantee if I'm going to be not drunk by that time. So I'm saving you guys from that chaos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With more Kool-Aid. All yes, right. I like what Jago said. You can find me on MySpace and, oh, wow, I'm not, nope, I'm not on that <laughs> one. Uh, Grinder. Don't say goodness. that around the wife. <laughs> oh, dude. Tinder. Oh. <laughs> 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 nope, there is no swiping to the Have left. Isn't Grinder for the gay, the,
2: the, the gay community? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just all of a sudden I see Southbound like <laughs> writing it down like with a notebook like well, wait,
3: wait, 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 <laughs> wait, Southbound How do you, Southbound, how do you know that? That's my concern well,
2: No, the only I know yeah, No, I was, no, no, no. It Maybe, Let me walk this back for a second, no That's what I was asking because I wasn't quite sure I thought grinder was, because you always think of like, you know, a meat grinder, you know what I mean So yeah. that's why well, I kind of
1: yeah, I, it is, yeah, meat grinder I know grinder. what it is from watching <laughs> How to Get Away with Murder Has anybody All seen right. that show? No. Now we're no. talking about how to get uh, into no, or, yeah, I'm right.
3: Rebels, you know what I mean? It's i cutting
1: off the tracks.
0: yeah, uh, yeah. Next. <laughs> All right, Southbound, hey, buddy, great energy tonight. Where can people find you?
2: Well, you know, I keep bringing it, brother, you know. But yeah, you anybody can hit me up Southbound110 on Twitter or you can hit me up on Xbox Live uh Southbound110, you know. But, I'm here. What's up? Talk to me.
0: Definitely. You heard the man. Talk to him. All right, Jeremy, really good stuff tonight. Where can everybody find you?
3: Mm. Under a tree.
0: (laughs) Cool. All right. Next. In
3: the middle of nowhere.
1: (laughs) Out in a field, frolicking around, chasing sheep.
3: Yeah, (laughs)
1: man. You
3: you guys could find me on Xbox Live. Downer J... Or on PlayStation now it's Green Night Zero Seven all one word. Thank you and good night.
2: <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic.
0: <laughs> all right now, Shock Buddy. Uh, sorry for the audio issues. Obviously the this evening. Um, where can everybody find you at?
4: Oh yeah, no worries. I'll probably try to be on my computer more often. I just had family over, so it's hard to do right now, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but. Uh, you can catch me on uh, at Shock Nero on Twitter and uh, Easy Shock on Xbox Live and uh, Yeah, Easy. thanks for uh, stopping Easy. by. Easy Shocky.
0: Yeah, you guys got to have the Borderlands going on
3: at some point. That's yeah, it. I want to. I want to. Yeah. We'll see.
2: We're, we're, we should uh, we should stream it. Uh,
1: that'd yeah. be that'd be fun.
2: That'd be pretty cool.
1: I even have we people that doing that, well, like
2: once a week or something. You know what I mean? Do like a, a stream night.
3: Yeah. Hey, but Megatron and, and Tim could be on your team because they fucking suck at video games.
2: <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs> uh, well, what, and you don't. All you do
2: is sit there in the corner and listen to your fucking game soundtracks. <laughs> that's a great insult there. Your,
0: your fucking game soundtracks.
1: Tune in to TXR every Sundays just to listen to us tear each other down. Uh, uh, that's funny. Good show tonight.
0: All right, guys, and I, of course, of course, I am Invader. You can find me on my YouTube channel, Invader Gaming, and on Twitter at Invader underscore one eight six. Guys fantastic show this evening. Thanks to everybody that joined us, and we cannot wait to see you next Sunday. Should be an awesome time. Good night, fellas. Deuces.